welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Judy, for getting together with me for this conversation. And I've been looking forward to it because um, we, um, you're my uh, mother-in-law, and we talk um, sometimes at family gatherings and so forth. But I've never really asked you, asked you a lot of questions about, I don't know, your life and just growing up and your background and everything. So anyway, I'm looking forward to this. So thanks for the opportunity. And um, as far as just a quick introduction before we just kind of dive into a conversation, how would you introduce yourself to someone who didn't uh, know you? Like, what would you, how would you describe just who is Judy Reeves? Oh, wow. That's, that's not an easy question to answer for. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> who is Judy Reeves? Well, I can tell you what I like, but I don't know if I can tell you who I am. You can tell me what I, you like? Okay. Okay. I, I love being a grandmother. Okay. I love being a great-grandmother. Okay. Um, I've always loved children, um, no matter what their age. Uh, not really crazy about two-year-olds. <laughs> well, no, I am, but, you know, they can be difficult. Um, I can't think of anything that I like better than my family. Okay. I'm just always been, always wanted a big family, and I got one, so I just feel like I've hit the jackpot. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Um, well, where did you grow up? In this area? No. Um, when I was born, we lived in St. Louis, uh, okay. right off of Vest Avenue, which is near Northside now. Um, when I was uh, five, we moved out to Creevecourt on um, like a truck farm because, well, my dad always worked as a truck driver. But at that time, he, we had uh, five acres of our own. Our, my parents had five acres of their own. And then they had ten acres that they, they formed for the people that belonged, that had the property next to us. And there was a ten-acre uh, plot over there. And they grew corn and hay and a lot of tomatoes and vegetables. It really became a, a vegetable farm. Okay. And... Uh, Sometimes uh, when my sister and I and my mom had time off and, and she wasn't working, we would gather up a lot of the vegetables and put them in the trunk of her car and go in, into Overland, which was the next nearest town of any size, and go door to door and sell the vegetables and the tomatoes and stuff. and. Oh, door to door, huh? Yeah, and my mom grew beautiful tomatoes. She, uh, some of her tomatoes would weigh, weigh a pound. Okay. And my dad always teased her that she should quit working and just become a farmer and take off in the winter time. But she wouldn't give up her job. She worked at Car- Carter Carburetor for thirty-two years, and she started working there during the war. You know, and it, when the f- fellas were all gone. And uh, then when I was eight, we moved into 
um, a house by the airport, right off of Airport Road. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, I've, I've lived in several places, but then once Jerry and I got married and, and we moved out to Labadee, I just never wanted to leave there, and I still don't, even though it's hard to get in and out in the wintertime. Okay, so um, so your so there's your mom and dad, and then your brother and your sister, right? Right. Okay. And what was your home life like when you were young? It could be not good at times. Uh, my mom worked, and uh, sometimes she had to work nights. So then there would be just me and my sister and brother at home by ourselves. And I don't know why, but I was always, uh, I don't know if you'd call it scared. I guess I was scared when my mom wasn't there at night. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, you, you never know when, when he was, my father was an alcoholic. And you just never knew when he was going to come home and what kind of a mood he was going to be in. And and it could be really difficult at times. But um, I always knew they loved me, even though uh, my dad was so rough. You knew that he loved you. It was just he had a funny way of expressing himself. He would put you down. It, jokingly, you know, he would put you down red nose, uh, um, just different names that he would call you. And he, although I know now that it was his way of joking around with me, it always hurt my feelings. So until I met Jerry, I was very insecure about my looks and, and just everything. You know, I was very... Uh, lacked confidence Mm -hmm. and uh, he pretty much brought me out of that oh yeah yeah because because jerry was always telling me how beautiful i was and what a great cook i was and Mm -hmm. he loved my red nose he didn't care about it he thought it was cute Mm -hmm. and so you know it just uh really helped me okay um well so if you and your siblings are you um, the oldest or I'm the middle. middle? Okay, so is your sister the older one? Yes, my okay. sister is older. And then your brother's younger then? Yes, yeah. and I have two older brothers by my dad's first marriage. Okay. And uh, they were uh, nine and seven years older than me. So, okay. And they, we didn't live in the same house together. So, But they did come and visit a lot. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, did you have you stayed in touch with them? Not. They're both passed away. Okay. But uh, after Jerry and I got married, uh, there, Jerry had a falling out with my sister-in-law, and uh, he stayed real close friends with my older brother. But we quit visiting them, and they never did visit us very much. So it kind of made me feel like they thought. Our house wasn't good enough for them to come to or something. And we just kind of drifted apart. Okay. With Um, the big age difference like that, you know, we just didn't run in the same circles. Yeah. And um, 
And then I've, you know, I remember your mom just briefly because she passed away um, quite a few years ago. Yes. And um, I don't remember your dad, so I, I guess I've never met him. I don't think so. Okay. So, um, so did he pass on as well before? Yes. That? Okay. Yeah, he passed away several years ago too, about five years after my mom. About five, five years after your mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. So were they divorced at that time then? Yes, they were. Okay. How old were you when their divorce happened? 20, 21. Okay. All right. Um, so, you know, your home life wasn't always pleasant, you said, because of your dad being an alcoholic and your mom working and just not being home and stuff like that. Right. Um, you have close, did you have close relationships with your siblings growing up? Uh, my sister was five years older than me, and um, I guess we fought just like any other siblings do. But yeah. then um, after my mom passed away, we got really close in, in feelings, but not in... She lived in North Carolina or South Carolina, mm-hmm. but so we weren't close in... in um, distance, but we got closer emotionally. Okay. And yeah. uh, then my my younger brother, George, I'm eight years older than he, and he always said that he felt like I was more his mother than his his mother was because uh, my mom worked and and I helped raise him. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it was a different kind of life. Yeah. And um, and then, what did you do? Um, like, what did you do right out of school? Did uh, I worked for a dentist for a while? Okay. And then I worked in a bank. Dentists didn't pay very much, and it was all chair side. And I didn't really care for looking in people's mouths okay. all that much. So mm-hmm. I was I liked moving to the bank. It was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, more dressy, you know. I mm-hmm. dressed up every day in heels and. And you get to and, count money. <laughs> well, no, I worked oh, okay. in the mail department. Okay. So I didn't really have anything to do with the money, but uh, I just liked. I liked dressing up at that right. age, you know. Yeah. Right out of high school, wearing heels and all that stuff. So. Yeah. It was fun. So you've mentioned before. Um, Okay. You've mentioned, I noticed it says Will on your cup, <laughs> but I thought we didn't get mixed up, did we? But no, they both say Will. <laughs> um, so you've mentioned before, like a, a church background and stuff like that. So did you guys, were you a part of a church when you were growing up? When we lived out in Creekport, um I went to a, um, forgot what the name of it was, but it was... It wasn't a Baptist church. It was like a Christian church, I guess. You know, they took in anybody of any denomination that wanted to come. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I went there for about at least three years, maybe four. And uh, then we, when we moved into uh, the house that we had in on Whitson Terrace and... and uh, Overland. Um, I tried going to 
a couple of the uh, Baptist churches in that area, and they, I guess it was just the wrong age for me to be switching to a different church because I never felt really welcomed there. Mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, they already had their cliques established, and I just couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. So I quit going. Yeah. I did most of my uh, religious training by just reading the Bible on my own. Okay. So, so is that um, something that you know you went throughout your life? Was it important to you? Like, what did it mean to you? And are you still involved in that, like um, the Bible reading and stuff like that? Not so much anymore. Um, There are times, you know, when you turn to the Bible for comfort Mm -hmm. and for knowledge. And um, I've always been able to just open the Bible any place and and find some comfort in it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the things that I read in the Bible I don't agree with. So then I wonder, you know, if whoever wrote that section... If I'm not receiving what they're trying to give me mm-hmm. in the right way, mm-hmm. and I don't like other people telling me what I should believe or what that means, okay. because I want it to be personal to me. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, like you don't want to just take it as someone else's opinion like it's got to click with you Mm -hmm. um and that makes sense because i wouldn't now someone else can explain something to me and then i can go like oh okay i see it now and then i'm okay with that but for someone just to say this means that and i'm just to take it at their word yeah i I would have a problem with that too if that's Mm -hmm. kind of what you mean yeah yeah so um you know, there's just certain parts of the Bible, probably it's the same way with you, that just resonate with you. Yeah. And then other parts that you think, that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, there's parts that really resonate with me. There's other parts that um, I might struggle with, um, but at the end, and I might just have a question mark about, like, like what is, you know, I just, you know, what yeah. does it mean? Did... Um, did it happen just exactly like that? Um, or just what was the author trying to get across yes. and stuff like that? Yes. You know? Like Jonah and the whale, you know, it's like, what are they trying to tell me here? Or is this just a fable? And I just take it, well, it must be just a fable that that person was writing. But then somebody will come along and they'll say, well, you know, what it's trying to, to tell you or lead you to is this or that. And I'm like... No. Yeah. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> so are there any um, particular things that does resonate with you that you really, uh, you know, you really appreciate? Um, Psalms. Psalms? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Psalms are usually the thing that I turn to the most. Okay. When I'm trying mm-hmm. to find something for comfort, mm-hmm. I'll go and start reading different things in Psalms, just, mm-hmm. you know maybe only read one or two verses and then skip to a different section or something. But um, that's that's my book. Okay. I like that particular book. Yeah. Are there any 
parts or what kind of grates against you or that you don't like, you know, what aspects of the Bible? Too preachy. Too preachy? At times, yeah. Like in um, telling you, um, like preachy and like giving you instruction for your life, that type of thing, or? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I don't like, I don't like uh, anything that, that, uh, puts me down or makes me feel inferior. So if I run into a section where it says I'm a sinner because I do this or that and I'm going to go to hell, I'm always like, no, I'm not. God loves me too much to do that. So then I question parts of the Bible where it says um, that you are going to go to hell because as far as I see to myself, and this probably isn't going to make sense to you, but it does to me, I am a child of God. I would never kill or punish or, um, well, I would punish, but I wouldn't deny one of my children. So I can't see how God would, because he's far superior to me. Mm -hmm. So it isn't that I think it's all right for me to go around and sin, but I do believe he'll forgive the the mistakes that I've made, because it's the way he made me um does um like i kind of think of the jesus on the cross you know and his death and resurrection kind of like the center point of the christian faith like what what meaning does that have for you is it significant for you um or is it uh, or what are your thoughts about it i have I have doubts okay. about Jesus. Sometimes I think back to the Ten Commandments, and one of the first commands is not to have any other idol. And sometimes I think that we idolize Jesus too much and don't live by the Word of God enough. Okay. So sometimes I I doubt that Jesus was not just like me, a, a person of God and trying to bring other people, Christians, to God. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I have doubts. Okay. About him, about what he really was, and I think that Sometimes we have a tendency to, like when you say, in Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to take that. Am I I saying to God, in Jesus' name, help me? Or am I saying that Jesus should be prayed to instead of God? Shouldn't I be saying in God's name? Oh, are you asking me? Or Yeah, I'm kind okay. of asking you what you believe. <laughs> yeah, the in Jesus' name, I kind of think of it as like, um, I don't know, like this is a little a illustration I've used with the kids before to try to explain what I, I think it means. But like if I was an ambassador 
of the United States and I went over to England or something and I was on, you know, uh, governmental business or something, something like that. And I would um, go over there and I would say, hey, I'm here and I'm asking for this, your help here or this or offering this. And I'm doing this in the name of the United States of America or something like that. So it's kind of like um, I'm, um, I'm not doing it for just me as a person, but I'm doing it because I'm representing something. So that's, what I, I, that's how I've kind of thought of it. It's like um, the, way I, in my, the way it seems to me that Jesus is presented is um, like becoming the king of the world. Um, you know, like allegiance, like he, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand and like allegiance is to be given to him. So then if we come into his kingdom, then we become um, a part of his family, but we're also like, well, we're serving our king. So when we pray, um, if our life is a life of service, then it's kind of like we're on that governmental business. And so we're asking God to, um, you know, give us strength for this day. Um, and we're asking this in Jesus's name because we're on his mission, his in service unto him. So, um, for his sake, for his kingdom's sake, um, answer my prayer and, uh, give me help in this or something. I don't know. Um, and it's, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I, how I think of it. What do you think? I think that, that God can read our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So even if we can't express what we've believe mm-hmm. he knows yeah automatically you know that that we're trying to reach him yeah. and not not disbelieving yeah so yeah. you know that that um, like any parent would be forgiving that he recognizes that we're human and uh, that we make mistakes but we do believe in the one true God, and that's that's the important thing. Okay. And then sometimes I doubt that too, because I think to myself, "Okay, there's there's God, there's uh, uh, Allah, and all the." And I think to myself, "No, He knows that no matter what we're thinking His name is, what we really mean is He is the one." Mm-hmm. So okay. can't talk without my hands. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sit on them so people won't think that I'm over here. <laughs> um. And um. All right. Uh, is there? Do you want to go any further on that? Uh, in that direction, or do, do, yeah, let's change the subject. Change subject. <laughs> okay. Um. Then um. So, um, so tell me, um, well, tell me what your mom was like. Um, do oh. you, yeah. Boy, that's, that's even harder than telling you what I'm like. Um, 
my mother came from a broken family, just like I did. Her and, and her mother and father divorced when she was quite young. Um, so, and she was the only girl of the family, too. And uh, she did not have a stable home life. Because at one time, my grandmother uh, was so sick, she had... Uh, Anyway, she was sick, and she was in the hospital, so my mom lived with an aunt and uncle for a while. Apparently, everybody that she lived with spoiled her rotten. Um, but then my grandmother came out of the hospital, and she married a man that had several children, and my mom went to live with them. Her older brothers were all living with their father, or my mom's father. Um, and evidently my mom was called on all the time to watch these other children, to babysit these other children, and they must have been spoiled and, well, who knows. Anyway, destructive. And uh, so when my mom got older, she didn't want to have any children course back then you know they didn't have birth control or anything like that but it always um, it resonated with me that my mom didn't want children and I'm just the opposite so as you know I'm just the opposite so it was something I never could understand about my mom but she always made sure that all of us kids had uh, food on the table a head of roof over our head, um, mind our, our manners, you know, we were raised, not strict, but um, we, we were made to know that if what was acceptable and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. And um, she was, she was, um, I don't know how to put it without, she was kind of shy and thought that she was ugly. And I sometimes wonder if she got the same treatment from my dad that I did, which made her think that she was ugly because my mother, well, you've seen pictures of her. She was a beautiful lady. And she was very, very small. You know, not, not. Uh, I don't think she ever weighed over 130 pounds at the very most. And uh, always very well-dressed, Always, uh, she worked in a factory, and she came home looking like she had worked in a, I don't know, a really nice house. So, um, it was, it wasn't. She was an odd person. I thought, you know, she wasn't the typical mother because she did work every day, and she worked in a factory, and um, it, I don't know if it was the time or what. But her work always came first, and us kids kind of had to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. when my mom and dad weren't home. Mm-hmm. We learned, I learned to cook very young. I probably started cooking when I was like five or six years old over a, um, oh, kerosene heater. Do you know what they look like? The yeah. old kerosene heaters that come up, but it looks like they're sitting on top of a milk can. 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, so that top Mm -hmm. was flat, Mm -hmm. and I had a little skillet that I could put on top of that that kerosene heater and uh, fix scrambled eggs and toast in the morning. Of course, toast went in the toaster, but, you know, I could scramble the eggs in that. Okay. Did you have another stove in your house, or is is it... yeah, we had okay. kerosene kerosene um, stove in the living room, but okay. it was a regular stove, you know, not the little heater. Okay, yeah. So were you close to your mom? Yes. Okay. Very much so. Yeah. More so than my dad. My dad I was more afraid of than, mm-hmm. than really liked him. Mm-hmm. So did you stay in... Um, contact with your dad like after the divorce and after you were an adult and so forth um i had such an odd relationship with my dad um eventually yeah but it was always a strained relationship Mm -hmm. yeah and then um yeah your and your mom she lived close to you there at the latter years of her life yeah about how old were you when she passed on? It was after you and Susan got married, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so that was mid-80s, I guess. Uh, I guess I've pushed it out of my mind. Okay. I can tell you it was in October when she died. Um, Leonard was 20. Okay. So I was 40. Okay. So you, um, so you had quite a few adult years with, you know, with that relationship with your mom too. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, how did you meet Jerry? How did I meet Jerry? I was. Um, we met in Sullivan. I was there taking care of my aunt, who was a close friend of Jerry's mom. Uh, Jerry was staying with his mom at the time because she was having eye problem, and his dad had just passed away. There were no other adults to be with her, and he wasn't married or anything. Or He quit his job and moved down there to be with her. He took her into St. Louis to an eye doctor's appointment, and on the way back, they stopped at my aunt's house, and that's how we met, was there. Okay. And uh, I I had no idea that he was attracted to me until he called and asked if I would go to the show with him. Okay. So. How old were you guys then? I was uh, 19. Okay. And then is he about the same age as you? He was 20. Okay, a little older then. Either 20. 23 or 24. Okay. I think 24. He's four and a half years older than I okay. am. Not quite five. Okay, so that would be after his Navy stint. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it was after he had come home from the Navy. Yeah. So, um... And then, um... Well, um... So, um, what are what are the things that um, you get a lot of satisfaction from in life? 
You mentioned your family and stuff like that. So probably your relationships with them is yes. Like, yes. I know you're also a volleyball player at the Y in the pool, right? Or you were? I don't know if you guys. <laughs> I were doing was it. before yeah. the COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I played three days a week, and uh, or, no, we had exercises two days a week, and then every Friday we actually played volleyball. Yeah. And uh, then we had the tournaments. You know, two tournaments a year. Yeah. Anything else um, that's just really satisfying in your life that's a part of your life? Hmm. Well, I suppose my uh, crafts are a part of my life and something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep me occupied. Yeah. So uh, that I enjoy. I especially enjoy, and I... I know I'm going to go broke doing this, but I really enjoy giving things to people yeah. and doing things for my family, especially, you know. And yeah. I have a bad habit of adopting people that don't have uh, anybody else to turn to at that oh, yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, is, so, any, is anyone in your life like that now, somebody you've adopted? Well, no, not really, but... Um, I I find myself my granddaughters especially okay. not my grandsons I guess they're too independent or don't think I know anything something but uh, like Alora and Stephanie and Isaiah and different ones will call me and say grandma this is what's happening what do you think I should do hmm. and I always try not to give any advice but rather let them talk talk <laughs> themselves out till they come I might say, say well did you think about this or mm-hmm. have you done that or something like that but I don't try to actually say well this is what you should do right so yeah, yeah I think that's really helpful to be a good listener and um, just to kind of reflect back what you're hearing that can be real helpful to a right. person is because some people, they have to talk it out to just figure it out, you know. That's, that's what I try to get them to do is just, you know, yeah. talk it out, figure where, what your next step is. Yeah. Try something different. You know, have you tried this? Yeah. So, Good. And that's, it, I've done that with quite a few of my friends, too. You know, they'll be having a problem in, with their marriage or with their husbands or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, gee. I, I don't know that I ever had that problem, but from what you're saying, it sounds like maybe you're thinking on a different wavelength. Maybe you just need to sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, right. And it, I seem to be very good about not going back and revealing what that other person has said, you know? Yeah. So... So as far as you and your marriage with Jerry, did you guys have good communication? And um, No. No? <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. What was no. the obstacle to, for that? Jerry was too unpredictable. Okay. He, he just... I'll give you an example. Okay. Jerry throughout his life had many, many tickets. 
speeding tickets, driving without a license because he started stealing cars and stuff like that when he was about 15, 14, 15 years old. And he would get stopped. Mm -hmm. And instead of giving him, you know, stealing a car, they'd give him a ticket for not having a legal driver's license or not being of age. Hmm. Well, you know, that goes on your juvenile record, so they don't see that. But everything that he did after he got a driver's license, Mm -hmm. and he had tickets as long as my arm. Hmm. And I don't know if you remember or not. You might be too young. Um, At one time, the speed limit was 70 miles an hour everywhere, except on, you know, city streets or side streets or... Mm -hmm. Communities in communities, yeah. But um, the light, the driver driving speed went down to fifty-five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Within two weeks of that speeding limit going down to fifty-five, I got two tickets. Never had a ticket before then. Yeah. Nothing. No speeding tickets. No. No nothing. Mm-hmm. And I went home and. Uh, told Jerry, you know, I got the first ticket, and I told him about it. And and I'm thinking he's going to laugh, you know, because I've never had a ticket, Mm -hmm. you know. And I always bragged about never having a ticket, and he had all these tickets, you know. He blew his top. (laughs) I was expecting him to be, you know, either laugh about it or, you know, not say anything. And he blew his top. He said you had the kids in the car. And I said, well, yeah, but I was only going five miles over the speed limit. <laughs> and he was like, you had the kids in the car. I was like, I know, but this is my first ticket. And that was fine. He Finally, I just turned around and walked away. I thought, this is my first ticket. I've never had a ticket before. He shouldn't be mad at me. About a week later, I got another one. Hmm. Same thing, going too fast, going over 55. And I didn't even tell him about that one. I just took it home and paid it myself and didn't say anything. I thought, there's no way I'm going to tell him I got another ticket. Yeah. So he said just unpredictable the way he's going to respond. Respond, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes there was a good response. To, to stuff <laughs> well you know I guess it was just that he had so many and, and that was my first one and I really did think the first one I got was funny yeah <laughs> because I was just you know going like five miles over the speed limit right and uh, yeah. anyway that's that was no matter how we talked I could never predict how he was really going to react to something yeah. For years, he'd tell me I couldn't go any place. I couldn't go here. I couldn't go there. And then I went um, a couple times. And now this is more recent too. Mm-hmm. Um, that I went to um, Paducah for those quilt shows that I was going to at that time, and that was fine. He didn't didn't balk about that too much. Although every time he'd say, "You're going to go off and leave me. Who's going to take care of me?" And I just went, well, then a friend of mine asked me if I'd like to go to Ireland with her. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to Ireland, and I've mentioned it several times to Jerry, and he always said no. Mm-hmm. 
No, he wasn't going, and if he wasn't going, I wasn't going. Anyway, she asked me if I wanted to go, and I thought, I'm going to go. I'm going to go before Jerry gets too sick that I can't go off and leave him. I'm mm-hmm. going to go. And mm-hmm. before I get any older, because I'm not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. And if I wait too much longer, I won't be able to go. So I I went to the travel agency with my girlfriend and paid my money. And, and I went home and I told Jerry, I said, I'm going to Ireland next fall. And he said, are you asking me or telling me? I said, well, I bought the ticket already. <laughs> and he said, okay, I guess you're going then. <laughs> didn't get mad, didn't blow his top, yeah. didn't ask who was going to take care of him. He was just like, okay, I guess you're going then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Um, well, um, what would you say, like, are your... Do you have any particular thing you think of when it comes to like, uh, this is the challenge of my life, or this is kind of what makes my life hard, and that I have to just, um, you know, deal with uh, because I'm me, and this is my. <laughs> Do you have anything that you think of when it comes to like your your main challenge in life, or anything like that? I don't feel like I have any big challenges anymore. Okay. I feel like I've I'm. Uh, the challenges that I have now are struggles that I have with myself. You know, like, um, um, I don't know how to tell the kids not to come around so much, especially Leonard, because he's over at the house every day. Yeah. Every day. And, you know, he'll he'll come in, and and he'll hem-haw around, and, and I'll tell him, well, you know, I'm going to go take a shower or something just to get him to leave because he's just walking around the house disturbing me. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of like, are you like kind of introverted? You kind of like to be by yourself quite a bit? No. No. It isn't that I want to be by myself. It's just that if you're going to come over, I'd appreciate it if you'd have a reason or something to do besides just walk around my house. Oh, okay. (laughs) I see. Yeah. His his uh, nervous energy, I guess, just kind of throws me off. I see. Right. So it's like, you know, you can tap on the window and I'll wave at you, but if you don't have some, a reason to come in here, don't. Yeah. So, and especially, you know, if I'm sewing or, you know, I'm in the middle of doing something and he comes in and interrupts me, then it's like... Um, I really want to get back to what I was doing unless you have something important or something to do here. Yeah. Because otherwise we're just sitting there staring at each other. Yeah. So I'm odd. I know. Yeah. Because I I love my kids and I love having (laughs) my family around, but I just don't want them to just sit there and stare at me. Yeah. So like, so... For you, challenges is just your own personal challenges, and that's an example of like speaking your mind and being able to with my family, with your yeah. family, right? Because anybody else is, I'm fine. I can tell them what I think. Yeah. Okay. Right. Both your family, it's kind of more of a re- relationship. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Hurt their feelings, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's so many times, like when Leonard will come over and I have a million things that I could have him do, you know. Yeah. And when he comes over, it's like, I wish you would go ahead and fix that light or change that light bulb or 
should I ask you to do that stuff because you really have other things to do? Yeah. I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to hire somebody to come in and do the things that I want done. Oh, really? (laughs) It's so much easier to pay somebody to do something and have them do it the way you want Mm -hmm. than to have one of them come in and do it and they don't do it the way I want it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like, I do you know that I don't have a commode in my bedroom anymore, Jerry? I, th- I think so. Yeah, you kind of yeah. changed that around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jerry decided that we didn't need that other bathroom back in the master bedroom. Okay. So I was like, well, okay, you know, we we don't have the kids at home or anything. We don't really need two sinks and two showers and. The one shower is fine, but I begged him, please don't take the commode out. Don't take that out. And Jerry kept saying, take it out, take it out. I don't want it in here, take it out. So they took it out. I would love for him to put it back in there. Yeah. It's just like, you know, there's sometimes in the middle of the night when I don't want to get up and go all the way down the hall. Yeah. (laughs) It's too far. Yeah. So... I don't know. Just the the boys were always more willing to do something the way Jerry wanted it done than the way I wanted it done. So now that Jerry's gone, I want him to do it my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, who do you enjoy talking with? Oh, who don't I enjoy okay. talking with? I can talk all day. Oh, can you? Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just be quiet for a minute. I'll come up with something. <laughs> um, well, what are you thinking about in your upcoming years? Um, anything um, that you'd like to see more of in your life or anything, uh, any desires you have? Lots of them. Lots of them? Yeah. Like I what? Want, I want to do more traveling. Okay. I don't have any problems with traveling. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go down and see Billy and Sarah sometime oh, just yeah. to see where they're yeah. living at and stuff like that. You and might really enjoy that, especially if you go into wintertime because there's um, winter volunteers down there. Mm-hmm. And like um, the men, they get together and they do construction projects. The ladies get together. I don't know what they do, but they do stuff together too. <laughs> <laughs> sure they do. They do indoor things, but yeah, you'd really enjoy it. I hope mm-hmm. you get to do that. So yeah. traveling, huh? I want to go down and see Alora. She's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe I could go down that far. Spend a couple of days with her and then go on down and see Billy and Sarah. Yeah. And uh, I thought maybe, well, maybe Susan would like to go, you know? Maybe. I know she lo- loves to go and see the kids. So, mm-hmm. And basically, once you get out of uh, Arkansas, the weather's, you know, so much better. Yeah. And I wouldn't be afraid to drive 55 because I think they keep it clean, pretty clean. Mm-hmm. So once we'd get down that far, you know, we'd pretty much have it made. Yeah, yeah. So, and I like driving. My Susan likes driving my car. Yeah. Right, she so, does. Yes, she does. <laughs> uh, Becky said that she, uh, when we went to uh, Brandison, mm-hmm. she had a hard time getting Susan to let her drive. Oh, yeah. 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 
And uh, so she started, Becky started out driving, but she said she only drove, I think she drove as far as uh, Lebanon, maybe, or Rolla. And, you know, her her back is getting where it bothers her pretty bad, and that one arm, shoulder, shoulder of hers is, is getting really bad. Yeah. So uh, she asked Susan if she'd take over for a while. Susan drove the rest of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you have any, um, like, things you keep in mind, like principles of life or anything that you kind of come back to? Um, just to you know, guide you in decisions and stuff like that. Is there anything like that that you? Th- I suppose there is, but I, I couldn't tell you what they were right Nothing now. Nothing just comes to mind. I, uh, I always think when it, any of the kids are over at the house or the grandkids, that uh, you know I want to uh, treat them as guests and not treat them as just family you know and start ordering them around and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and that's really hard for me to do because I've ordered them around for so many years (laughs) it just Mm -hmm. you know seems natural Mm -hmm. so uh, um, you know it's it's uh, it's something that I have to keep in mind when they're there you know to try and wait on them and treat them like like their guest right yeah. And uh, we really enjoy our Tuesdays, though. Got to tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I we bet. We really enjoy our Tuesdays. Yeah. Sometimes we're all down on the floor with the kid- grandkids. Yeah. So trying to teach them how to play together and not pull the toys away from each other and stuff. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're coming around good. They're coming to get around good. I keep thinking by the time they're in their terrible twos, they're already going to know what's acceptable and what isn't. Yeah. So, so is there anything, um, like, looking back on your life, like anything you would have done different if you could go back and do it again? Yes, I would have done more things uh, with Jerry before we started having kids. Okay. Because by the time we had all the kids and they were all grown and out of the house, we were too old or felt that we were too old to go, like, skiing in the wintertime or mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I yeah. would have liked to have done some of the crazy things that we never got to do. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't regret having my children either. Right. So. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to bring up or talk about or any other topics or anything like that? No, but if you're ever wanting to go someplace, let me know. I'll go with you. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Judy. It's been really good to talk with you. Thank you. If you use a podcast app like iTunes, please give a review of Conversations About Life.